Hey, and thanks for tuning back into JL's podcast. I'm your host, JL. If you're a returning listener, I want to thank you for coming back and lending your ear. And if you are new, welcome. We hope that uh, what you hear encourages you, gets you thinking a little bit more about these topics and um, helps you to start this conversation or gain perspective perhaps that leads you to engage more into these topics of conversation. And I would love to encourage you as well to leave your feedback. Um, Let me know how each episode is challenging or encouraging or empowering you. It's always nice to hear from you and to actually put faces perhaps to those who are listening on on the other side. Um, And with that, I want to say a massive thank you to you who are sending your feedback in. You know who you are and your encouragement. It really is appreciated. I love hearing from you. And um, if you want to know how to do that, it's in my description um, or, you know, you'll be able to find my Instagram pages or my email. Get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. So this week, just diving straight into the podcast, I'm going to be bringing an encouragement for about 20 to 30 minutes. And so that's how long these, in, um, these kinds of episodes will go for. And I hope that it blesses you. I hope that your week is better as a result of this. As always, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. Leave a rating, leave a review, and share this with somebody that it might, um, it might bless. Alright guys, welcome back, and um, this is part two of the early podcast, Whispers in Secret Rooms. Now, if following along, we're reading from 2 Kings in chapter 6, and um, this time we will be going from verse 11. Then the king of, actually, you know what, let's start from verse 3, verse 8, sorry. Um, so that you also get the uh, a little bit of the background. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with these officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place for the Aramans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, Which of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elisha is at Dothan. Dothan, what a name. So one night the king of Aram sent an army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. The servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside. There were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha in a British accent. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. 
The Lord, the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. As the Aramean army advanced towards him, Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Hey, if you're joining us in from an early podcast, this is actually part two. And um, after, after reading that, um, just want to give you a couple of observations from that piece of scripture that I'm hoping would be um, helpful to you. And we're just gonna we're just gonna go through a couple of these, and then uh, you know we'll bring it to a halt where it finishes. Finishes now. Um, if you um, well, as part of this story, as you are as you're aware, um, Elisha here is a man of God, and he is a prophet to Israel. And so part of the, part of that mantle here, I suppose, in this specific place and time is him alerting the king of Israel, hey, you're going to get attacked. And so he does that faithfully. He's, he's doing the right thing. He is obeying God. Um, but one of the things that obviously happens here is that as a result, not only is he upsetting the enemy, but he actually is painting a target on his back. Now, I don't know how you've ever gone um, with, with this thought before, but do you ever sometimes come up against uh, perhaps results or outcomes of doing the right thing and obeying God. It doesn't always turn out the way you think it should. Like your obedience doesn't always come with the feelings of, wow, this was the right thing to do and, and the joy and the happiness that comes with it. Or sometimes it doesn't even bring the outcome that you, perhaps you expected when you did the right thing. That is exactly what happens here to Elijah uh, because he is doing the right thing. He is obeying. He is uh, following the mandate of God on his life. But as a result, he starts to face um, opposition. And I just want to highlight that because um, I think it would be quite delusional for us to think um, or to go through in life and think our obedience uh, becomes a shield against becomes a shield against things happening to us, especially things that are contrary and are opposing the word of God and are opposing um, Jesus's plans um, in, in our lives. And, and I don't know if you've ever faced this before, but this is quite the reality sometimes for some people is that they are doing the right thing, they are obeying and following after Jesus, and things don't aren't always turning out the right way. Now, we know that God uses all things for good, that God will make all things work for good uh, for those who love him and are, call, um, and are called um, to him and, and are following him. We know that. Uh, that doesn't mean that all of those things are going to be good. Um, so sometimes there are hiccups. Sometimes there is opposition against what God is wanting to do. Sometimes um, circumstances just don't turn out altogether favorably when we're in the will of God, when we're walking after God, when we're doing the right thing. And so I, I want to encourage you that uh, to keep on going in the, in, the, in, the, in the right path, keep on believing, keep on trusting, keep on, um, keep on obeying. Because the presence of uh, opposition um, doesn't actually 
it isn't always an indicator that, oh yeah, God has left. This wasn't what God wanted to do. And just to be discerning with that. And um, <clears throat> so just um, another bit of observation here is that the the enemy of, of our souls doesn't really like things going God's ways. And so we, we, we do have a certain sense of expectancy that not everything is going to go our way. Not only that, but that there is going to be active opposition against what God is doing, and subsequently against the children of God and them moving forward. And so, um, moving down a little bit more, now the servant of the man of God, um, who gets up the you know, next morning, goes outside, sort of sees the troops of horses and chariots. And, and this is where reality really hits, and it's a servant of God, and he's... You know, he's in a proximity to, to the guy who's doing your bang, to the guy who God is using to um, to do all of these miraculous stuff. And if you've ever found yourself in the proximity of somebody who I suppose leads the charge when it comes to, um, for lack of a better word, when it comes to obeying God, maybe making big moves in um, big moves for God, and, and it's quite overt, it's quite proactive. If you've ever been in proximity with people like this, um, sometimes you get impacted too. You get impacted by the, I suppose, the repercussions or the opposition of um, that comes up against that. I think the probably the closest kind of example I can think of this is if you're the child of or the wife of a pastor. Um, it's quite common that 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 there is quite a lot of um, opposition that comes towards this person but also it also can reverberate hey if you've got a, a a pastor's wife in your life i want to encourage you to be really 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 supportive um, really encouraging champion them champion the kids pray for them please pray for them because god knows they need community just as much as we do um, and even more and I want to encourage you to pray even more for um, your pastors, your leaders, whoever is actually in authority over you. Hey, champion them. Continue to encourage them. It is actually um, one of the best ways to support them. And so for uh, for the man of God, he, he, he wakes up, reality hits. Has reality ever hit <laughs> for you? What does that look like? And, uh, you know, if you're in proximity to man of God or the person of God who God is using um, like um, the young servant of the, of Elisha here um, I just want to ask you a question who do you go to we know that he went back to Elisha and he and he says hey we're surrounded what are we going to do now who do you go to who do you go to when reality um, I wouldn't call it really reality but when things turn for the worse, when things just aren't going the way that they should, or you're having a bad morning, things get overwhelming, you don't know what to do, um, and it's just quite sudden, and you just get hit by this train, and, and you can't quite process what's going on. Because sometimes it's in those moments, um, it is in those moments that some of us make some of the biggest decisions of our lives, and perhaps not so helpful sometimes and decisions that have quite um, sometimes almost permanent to permanent effects um, and consequences so who do you go to 
because sometimes the people we go to can perpetuate the problem and the concerns and the worries that we're carrying. Uh, but who is your man of God in your life? Who is your woman of God? The person who, when you come to them, are actually um, people who are safe, people who are going to bring a perspective that you know you can count on. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to fluff about and tell you what you're wanting to hear, but really they, they're going to tell you the truth. They're going to be authentic with you. They're going to be truthful with you um, and understand you, but also see things from a perspective that perhaps isn't as overwhelming as you are. Because if you're close to it, chances are you're close to it and you can't see a little bit outside how close you are. Um, the, the, the metaphor that comes to mind is if you're standing face to face with the bottom of a wall, chances are you can't see, uh, even though you have a little bit of peripheral vision, you can't see really how tall um, the wall is. And so somebody who's standing back a little bit further might be able to tell you, might be able to estimate. And that's really the thing here uh, is who do we go to when things get overwhelming? Who do we go to? And, and, and are those people, people we can not only trust but people who are going who are known for a reputation of being men and women of God who are we bringing into the conversation about how we're going to approach the problem now not a lot of these problems I should really use the word challenges um, not a lot of these mean that we're just going to go ahead tackle it and everything you know just fix 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 most some problems and challenges require a little bit of a different process to approach them to be able to um, find a solution for them so not advocating for one specific solution over the other i am however advocating for the the relationships that are going to journey with you through that are going to be crucial to how or what kind of solution come about um, and so um, the young man cries to Elisha, what will he do now? Very practical question. Uh, and so Elisha, who is the man of God here, um, he says to him, don't be afraid. Now, if you, if you are instead in the reverse role and you've got people coming up to you who are facing overwhelming stuff, overwhelming odds, um, I think as followers of Jesus, part of who we're called to be is um, is supportive to each other. Part of who we're called to be is carrying one another's burdens. It is um, helping other people to 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 be still and to receive the peace of Jesus and to have the storms within them calmed, so that they can see something different. Um, so the encouragement here is: if you have people who are overwhelmed, people who are facing insurmountable odds maybe you're part of their their story and um, and their circumstances as well and they can't see up from down i want to encourage you to be that person who actually um says to them hey this is not everything it's not going to stay here forever it's not going to stay like this forever uh, and, and i just want to let you know that not only am i here with you but we actually are in a, at an advantage here, like Elisha's, uh, Elisha does um, say to his servant. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the perspective of Elisha here because he's coming from a place of already knowing 
that the same God who gave me the perspective and the insight into the whispers in secret rooms is the same God who is with me right now. And so um, before it was a little bit, of, it was a, uh, he could see ahead of stuff happening, but now he's seeing things as they're happening out. And that's a real testament to his connection to God. And I want to ask you as well, uh, what, how is your connection to God? How is that growing? Is it um you know, are you keeping it constant? Are you keep doing check-ins with Holy Spirit moment by moment by moment by moment? Is it part of that life? One of the things that quite, that's quite admirable, um, as you read in John, um, Jesus says time and time again that he is doing what Father, his Father is doing. All the time he doesn't do anything outside of that. He, he only says and does everything our Father is doing. And, and Jesus is our example. He's our standard. He is who we look to when we look at Christianity, when we look at how we're meant to live. And so if he is the life that we're supposed to measure ourselves up against, hey, I want to encourage you to, to, to um, pay attention and also invest and be intentional about um, this thing called prayer. Because originally that's a place where Elisha is coming from. And, um, and, and he is coming from a place where he has been praying. And so he has this perspective from which he says, there are more on our side than on their side. Now, as I said before, when you're close to something that's really overwhelming, really challenging, it can, it, it can quite be um, shocking and numbing sometimes. Um, but if you have people around you who can see from a little bit further back, not only that, but are praying, praying with you, maybe you're the one who's praying for the other person. I want to encourage you. There is actually a lot of power, and, and, and prayer is such an incredible gift that we have to be able to see things from a different perspective and point of view. And prayer, what it does is it connects us. It, it, it brings us to this place where we can be in alignment with God and connect to the God who created everything we see, touch, feel, experience, and who has a little bit of a different perspective on the, the wall we're facing, on the mountain we're facing, on the challenge we're facing, whatever it is that's overwhelming us. Hey, and I want to encourage you, get deep in prayer. If you find that overwhelming, um, as I'm sure it can be, um, I would encourage you to bring around people who will actually pray with you, who will pray for you, who will stand there um, and be God's advocates. Because sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes it's hard to see the light um, and, and the beauty of having community and having people who, who can bring and breathe hope and life into you is that they can be the ones that are the watchmen and women who will um, lift perspective will bring different perspective and, and bring a little bit of a different side. The other thing about prayer here is that it opens our eyes to see not with just what we can see, especially if you're overwhelmed, but what our eyes to see a little bit further ahead of ourselves and different perspective, which means that we've got to, um, we've got to be open to this. So Elisha does pray for the young man to have his eyes opened um, so that he could see what Elisha does see. And so if you've ever faced something really overwhelming, one of the things that you are, um, that can also be quite hindering is a perspective that you see. And because sometimes it's all of your senses that are actually 
um, that are actually being hijacked. Um, sometimes it's one sense that is being hijacked. Sometimes um, yeah, I know that you know people who deal with quite a lot of pain, um, that can be one of the most excruciating things that just messes your mind. I would not even, I'm not even doing it a service doing that. And so um, this is, what we're talking about here is temporary. And, you know, I feel for you guys who, um, who this is like a constant thing and, and you know, uh, how you find courage in, in God is, is mesmerizing to me. And I, I learn from you guys, the ones that we know, you know, you, we've spoken um, together. I learn from you guys and I really appreciate your wisdom. And so for, the, for, for those for whom sometimes this um, struggle and this challenge and this um, in, in uncomfortability is sometimes mem- momentary, I want to encourage you, and even those who um, it's it's a little bit longer um, to continue to not just employ prayer, but but be open to your heart being changed and transformed, and having God's perspective come in deep and help us to see things a little bit differently, uh, because how God sees and how we see is a little bit different. And so, um, one of the good things here is that as well. That when we, um, you know, while Elisha prayed for the young man's eyes, there, uh, I'm sure there was a the hard work of, um, and, a, and a real challenge here, I suppose, and a tension between what the young man saw and what he actually could see as a result of allowing the words of Elisha to penetrate and to sort of, um, to go behind his fear and to go behind what he could see. So a couple of things to, again, take from this is um, who do you bring around in that conversation when things are overwhelming, when things are tough? Who do you bring around? Um, if you have people who are around you that are going through tough situations, hey, what are you speaking into them? Is it coming from a place of prayer? Is it coming from a place of, of worship? Is it coming from a place of having no fear? And are you... Um, are you speaking life and light and hope and peace in other people's soul who are perhaps overwhelmed by life, overwhelmed by circumstances changing? I want to remind you again um, the presence of obstacles and challenges and tensions is not always an indicator that God is not in this. Sometimes they're the very indicator that God has actually called you to do something. And um, a lot of the time I've seen this with... Uh, I've seen this with, um, with with newer Christians. That's really where you actually see this uh, this uh, play um, play a lot at work. In that um, you find that if and, and if you have given your life to Jesus, congratulations. By the way, you are in the best family in the world. Um, and if it's in the past couple of weeks, couple of months, past couple of days, that's even better. Um, and so one of the things is that I've observed, and hopefully this will be. Um, helpful too is that when you've had a real massive encounter with God, when you've had an incredible moment with God, um, it, it fills your soul and in, in, in your in your, um, in your place where you feel you can take on the world, and and that's awesome and it's fantastic and that's where we should be all the time. Now the other reality as part of this is that we're not in a world where everything just goes according to plan. Not only that, but there is active opposition against what God is doing on the earth and in people subsequently, his family who are on the earth, his children. And so 
one of the things that generally ends up happening is after you've had a massive encounter with God, maybe you've given your life to Jesus. Um, I don't know if you've observed this, but usually you will see some doors open in your life uh, or in other people's lives who um, that are incredible opportunities for them to walk away from Jesus. Now, people who are also giving their lives to God or have incredible moments with God, generally it actually also open doors that could not have opened by, by God alone. Now, having discernment in between which one is which um, is key here. Just because one leads you away from Jesus, one is Jesus opening the door himself. Now, sometimes they both look the same, but I want to encourage you with the relationship and the people that you bring into into that uh, into that conversation and the process that it's going to take to to walk through whatever tension you're facing is going to be really important, especially prayer, because prayer helps perspective finds it, find its place in the, in the chaos and in the midst of, of of the things that are happening. Hey, the other thing as well that I want to encourage you with as we. Uh, as we were starting to wrap up, is um, just this verse here where it says, The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Hey, this is how we fight our battles. And prayer isn't, isn't going to fix everything. Sometimes what we pray for and what God calls us to as we pray and as we seek him is for us to gain a new perspective and then take, take action steps. Hey, we're going to talk about that in the next future pod. Like, what do we do when, when we have a very active, very active and obedient part to play in what God um, is wanting to do? Well, well, how do we approach that? Because here in this place here, um, Elisha essentially really is actually helping this young man um, see that the victory is already God's. And one of those first points in, in being able to see that, when, whatever it is we're facing, is employing prayer, the gift of prayer, to help us to steal our souls, whether it's just ourselves or bringing other people around us, to steal our souls, to, to help our perspective kind of hit refresh, hit reset, take a few steps back. See, see it from God's eyes and, 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 and give us a little bit of a different way to look at things so we can take different action. I know that some of the decisions that we make, some of the biggest decisions that we make from that can be you know, partly to full-time permanent in our lives do come out of places where there's a lot of contention, sometimes a lot of hurt. But hey, I want to encourage you, before you make some of those decisions, bring people along who are godly, who are going to advise you well, who are going to pray with you. Hey, if you see somebody struggling, somebody going through a tough time, a rough time, pray with them, um, speak with them, give um, speak life and peace and wholeness and hope in them and um, just really remind them, hey, God's on your side. He hasn't left you the presence of um, the presence of opposition, the presence of tension and the presence of challenge isn't always the conclusion that says or, or the outcome that says God has left you, God's not in this. Sometimes at the very indicator that your obedience was actually worth it. Your obedience was the right thing to do. 
and obedience is always the right thing to do, especially obedience to God. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope that that helps you this week, whatever it is that you're going through. I want to encourage you, if you haven't yet um, connect with me, let me know if there is something this week that I would like to, that you would like me to pray with you and for you, for to see happen, to believe with you, um, for God to do in your life. Hey, the other thing as well, if you haven't connected with him, if you don't know yet, we have an Instagram page and I usually will put posts of food somewhere I've been, um, the adventure I've taken. And also just a quote, one of, one of the things that I'm, and I'm finding as well, reading through the Bible, is there is just these little quote, these little sayings that are jumping out at me. So I'm wanting to share that with you. Connect with me through that. You can email me through there. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward. Now, the next installment or the next part of this podcast, we are going to be talking about, um, you know, after the prayer part and when 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 it's our part to play um, in, in, in our you know, in the process of coming up to challenge and seeing challenges through what do we do um, and how do we approach that and just going to hone back in on the importance of obedience. But apart from that, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for tuning in and we'll go to the outro. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. That is the end of that episode. I'm currently bobbing my head to the music. Um, so, huge thanks for tuning in and sticking with us thus far. Hope that you got blessed by this conversation. Um, let me know how it impacted you. Let me know if you have any questions you'd like a response to. I want to encourage you to send those in. Email me, get in touch with me through my... Um, social media feeds and as always if you're new I encourage you to subscribe we drop an episode every Tuesday Um, and if you're returning um, thanks for sticking with us want to encourage you leave a a review subscribe share this with somebody that it might help and we'll see you in the next one this is JL signing out